Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. You're listening to the Hammer and Nigel Show on 93 WIBC. My name is Nigel. Jason Hammer is here. I still think one of the biggest revelations I've seen in terms of the Twitter file dump, you know, Elon Musk handing over uh, tons of emails, internal documents of conversations going on between the executives of Twitter. His initial one that he uh, put out to Matt Taibbi, who used to be a journalist for the Rolling Stones, he writes for Substack. Uh, was that the guy, that guy James Baker, who uh, worked for the FBI, left, and then was working in Twitter's law department, uh, was sanitizing those emails before they got to Matt Taibbi in the initial Twitter dump. And that's something that we talked about with Breitbart political editor uh, Emma Jo Morris. She was kind of the first to point that out. And then a day later, Elon Musk fires the guy. So even even as the this, this email dump was being pushed out, the initial one, this guy Baker was sanitizing those emails before they got to Taibi. It's unreal what they're doing over there, and we all knew it was going on. And it was going on up until the last second before before Musk fired the guy. And in the past, if you would have said, man, I think some conservatives are being shadow banned, people would have looked at you like you said the moon landing was fake or that you know 9-11 was fake yeah. or like some sort of wacky conspiracy that Alex Jones would come up with. But now it's all coming true. The information is right there. We all knew it all along, but it's out there for everybody to see. And the thing that has kind of gotten me the most is how active and how buddy-buddy the FBI was in dealing with some of these woke activists that were running Twitter. Yeah, having weekly meetings or at least monthly meetings. Yoel Roth, this little clown, uh, had so much authority at Twitter to basically limit, suppress views that he didn't like. Uh, they were all on board with kicking out Donald Trump's The Trump account. thing, you look at those internal documents, they were all, not only all on board with it, but they admitted, they acknowledged that he did nothing wrong, yet banned him anyway. And go back to 2016, because that's when Jack Dorsey was still in charge of Twitter. They were adamant that they would never ever nor do they currently shadow ban people for politics does twitter censor the content of its users does it hide what it would consider inflammatory comments whether they be social or political absolutely not twitter's always been about controls people can follow whoever they want and it's our job to make sure they see the most the most important things and the, and the things that don't matter to them so anybody can say anything on twitter the company does not go in there and take certain things out that can be dangerous well, there's certain there's certainly tweets that promote violence which is against our terms of service and uh, people have controls to block and people have controls to mute but what about the company who Not decides the, the difference between criticism and hate these are the these are the individuals so you can follow who you want and if it's something you want to see you continue to follow it 
And he said as much in front of Congress as well. Right. And that was Matt Lauer speaking to Jack Dorsey in 2016. So just for blanks and giggles here, let's say somebody is like, well, that was back in 2016. It was a different time back then. Let's fast forward a few years later. Under the Donald Trump presidency, this is what Jack Dorsey said to Sean Hannity on his radio program. We do not shadow ban according to political ideology or viewpoint or content, period. As Maury would say, that was a lie. Yeah, it it was a lie. I think he knew to some point it doesn't – there's another side of me that it it doesn't seem like Jack is now currently – even though he's no longer part of the company, he wasn't – there's part of me that says he may have been oblivious to the fact or the snakes that he surrounded himself with. In other words, the inmates were running the asylum and Jack may have been somewhat oblivious to the fact that this was happening. So the uh, Yoel Ross and the yes. Vijaya Gades yes. and the ultimately Jack's replacement, Parag Agrawal, mm. these are the biggest just kiss asses imaginable and they were the ones doing the majority of the work but i don't believe for one minute jack dorsey's hands are clean here not at all but i think another story to this is that the time that these dumps come out we call this in the business the news dump when somebody wants to put a story out there but they don't want a lot of media coverage for it you put it out late on a friday or on the weekend because there are no morning talk shows It's out of the news cycle. People are doing other things for the weekend. So before we put Elon Musk up on a pedestal, and I do believe he deserves some credit for all of this, there's a part of me that wonders, why are you having these journalists put this out on Friday night and Saturday night? I mean, this is all new. I I don't want to say it's unprecedented. We've we've seen internal documents exposed before, but uh, I'm glad Elon Musk isn't the one putting it out there. He's giving it to journalists to do but again this is like this is all new to them and there's probably some kinks to be worked out i I don't the media is not covering it anyway hammer i don't care if you put it out on a tuesday afternoon at one o'clock cnn and msnbc aren't covering this you were the i you and i are the only ones uh, this radio station is the only one that's talking about i haven't seen it in local news media coverage basically it's it's crazy how they think. You know, the Washington Post had an editorial. Well, it's no big deal. Hunter Biden's laptop wouldn't have made a difference in the 2020 election. Uh, Joe Biden still would have. Who cares? Yet they still squashed the story. If nobody cared, why did you censor it? Why did you push it away? Why did you squash it? I just feel like as media savvy as these reporters are, and as media savvy as Elon Musk is, if you would have put this out at 4 or three o'clock in the afternoon, then you've got, you know, five o'clock news coverage, evening shows and prime time on the cable news outlets, morning shows like Tony Katz would cover it the next day. But instead, it's late at night. So I'm wondering, does Elon Musk even want these stories to get media attention? Because Elon likes the attention himself. He went to the Dave Chappelle uh, comedy show. That he was doing out in San yeah. Francisco. Is that where he got booed? And <laughs> Dave Chappelle brought Elon Musk on the stage. And keep in mind, this is San Francisco. Take a listen to the reaction. Ladies and gentlemen, make some noise for the richest man in the world. So Elon's walking out. So that's kind of a mixed reaction right there. Mm. But time goes on. Heard a lot of booze. Time's going on, and here's a little bit more. 
it sounds like some of those people you fired around the audience. He fired him now. Elon Musk, and then he walks up there and he dropped the, uh, you know, the quote, I'm rich, B. The Rick uh, James line. The Rick James line from the Chappelle show, which is kind of corny and cheesy. And Elon Musk is sort of a nerd. And when he goes out there and does that, it's not, I mean, it's just like, you know, I roll it. Give me a break. But he did lay a flamethrower to Twitter. I mean, it's Twitter's headquarters is in San Francisco, Hammer. It is. <laughs> San Francisco uh, is a bastion for, for progressive liberals there. And they probably, and, and you know what? Elon Musk is a, the most independent-minded guy I think there is right now. He's exposing truths on Twitter. He's exposing exactly what went on on Twitter. I don't know. I mean, I I don't understand. I guess I do understand the booze because ultra-progressive liberals don't have that power anymore that they did with Twitter. And, and everything that we knew and that we were saying about Twitter, the shadow banning, has been proven true. And they're probably upset and thousands of people were fired. But, man, he had to burn it down to rebuild that culture. And like you said earlier today on Wish TV during our segment, has anything like changed for you on Twitter in terms of usage and or, you know, posts with all those people that have been fired? Thousands? He fired half his staff, like 7,500 people. And it still runs the same. They were saying, oh, the servers are going to crash. Oh, it's going to be a disaster. Everything's working the same. What the hell did all those people do that he fired? Because my experience has been the same. I can still see posts. I can still tweet. As a matter of fact, my numbers have gone up, both on my personal Twitter and the Hammer and Nigel Show account. My experience has been fine. What did all of those other people do? <laughs> I mean, that's half the staff at the least, and everything's running fine, it seems like. By the way, speaking of numbers, I could we just take a, just a quick second to talk about our numbers of this afternoon show that just came out uh, in November uh, this year. I mean, some of the highest ratings we've had in those money demos, 25 to 54 men, 25 to 54 persons, number one with ratings almost at a 15 share like 14.9 that's not normal it's it's not a that's not a normal number there are a ton of people listening to us right now you fans are awesome and you're loyal and we owe the success to this show uh, of this show all to you that's all you guys you come to us every afternoon we try to inform you and entertain you we want to do a show we don't want to do a lecture we don't want to yell at you i mean every once in a while we get fired up and we do those things but we're a big family around here man hammer and nigel show nation and the fact that you trust us to inform you and entertain you every afternoon it means a great deal to us number one an afternoon drive once again and it's not even close i don't want to mention the second place number but it's not even close to what we're doing close. in the money demos so god bless you guys thank you so much for listening to this show and matt when we talk about the success we have on this show with the amazing number one ratings that we have understand you are a big part of that as well my friend when you are not here with us when you're on vacation when you're doing matt bear things which i believe are illegal in most states <laughs> um this show is not the same without you so thank you and Harrison, our news anchor, and uh, TK Dub, who was our old producer, and now we're kind of going through a little bit of a transition. We've got Kyle, and we've got James, we've got Sam. Yep. Uh, thanks to everybody making this show what it is. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show.